I agree with the proposed changes. The one thing I do have to mention, however, is we should not let receivers off the hook on their extended unloading times. They need to have their feet held to the fire. The fact that we doesn't take it off our clock does not mitigate the fact that we're sitting there not getting paid while they screw around forever. They may have to actually hire one more union guy to do the receiving. It's a crock to sit there for four and a half hours to unload. It was either shipped in the wrong form or received in the wrong form. It has nothing to do with transportation. Thank you. I'm Todd Dills. Welcome to this edition of the Overdrive Radio Podcast for August 16th, 2019. The week the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration announced they were doing something that, for change, truckers are favoring as a general rule. And, significantly, Congress didn't make them do it. As the caller you heard up top, a reader based in Oregon put it, The measures of flexibility that would be granted to truckers by the agency's hours proposal should not be allowed to be abused by the shipping and receiving community any more than they abuse drivers' time already. Carriers and brokers should do everything in their power, ultimately, to continue, or to begin, as the case may be, to hold their feet to the fire over undue detention, as he put it. Get those rates in the contracts, collect them, pay them out to those being detained. Such sentiments are well taken, no doubt, and well needed at any stage of the near decade and a half I've been around trucking. As they related to this particular hours proposal, though, they might well be putting the cart before the horse at this early stage. Any of these changes have quite a road ahead of them in the next year or however long it takes for the agency to push them through. Safety advocates are already howling to mainstream news outlets. Stories are being spread far and wide with headlines like, quote, Trump administration moves to relax rules on how long truckers can drive. You probably saw that one. It's the headline the LA Times put on the Associated Press's story about the rules. It's not an absolutely terrible story, all things considered, despite an erroneous headline. And it does lead in part with what feels like the nut, the way it's presented. Quote, Highway safety groups have warned that putting the revisions into place would dangerously weaken the regulations. Well... Nothing new there, I suppose, and as noted, the headline itself is just flat wrong, at least as it pertains to anyone using a logbook. The FMCSA isn't proposing to change the underlying 11-hour drive time maximum, though I know it's doubtful for listeners of this podcast. If perhaps you missed the news, here's a quick rundown of the hours changes this week proposed that are of most significance for over-the-road owner-operators. Number one. An off-duty pause button of at least 30 minutes to as much as 3 hours for the 14-hour clock would be allowed. Essentially, what OOIDA had proposed ahead of the agency's formal moves toward hours reform. Number 2. Modification of the split sleeper rules to allow a 7-3 split, where neither off-duty period contributes to the rolling 14-hour clock. Today, with the 8-2, and two, that 2-hour two period doesn't stop that clock. Number 3. The 30-minute break would remain, but it would be able to be satisfied with on-duty not driving time, not just off-duty time. Number four, the adverse conditions exception, too, would be modified to allow 14-hour clock extension by two hours in addition to the drive time available today. 
There were some other changes we'll get to later, but those made up the bulk of the flexibility enhancing measures. On the split sleeper change, I know scads of owner operators have long been hopeful for more liberalization of those regulations. FMCSA Enforcement Chief Joe DiLorenzo noted during the Wednesday press conference that taking it further based on data and or examples from individual drivers, which I know he puts under the, quote, data bucket from past comments. DiLorenzo said going farther was not totally out of the cards that the agency could play depending on what else they learned during the 45-day comment period set to open Monday. Gotta wonder, though. Remember that naturalistic split-sleeper study they canceled late last year after putting hours reform on the fast track? That study was set to gauge the safety feasibility of 5 and 5 and 6 and 4 splits, in addition to the 7-3 now proposed to be allowed. Missed opportunity there, perhaps. Or, the cynics will say, willful head-in-the-sand encouragement of data blind spots. Is there a way to get that back on the front burner? Time will tell. The reader you heard at the top was one among many who alluded to perhaps the principal complaint from company drivers and some owner ops and Overdrive's audience who worried the three-hour pause, though affording some clear operational flexibility for drivers, also held the potential to just extend the working day for many, particularly given those delay times and unloading and uh, loading the caller mentioned. For the rest of the podcast, we'll hear more of our readers' takes on many of these changes. If you've got an idea we can air in a future podcast, drop a message to our podcast line via 530-408-6423. Again, 530-408-6423. Be sure to state your name and location with any message. We'll get started with Brian Petrie with some further thoughts about the shippers and receivers. My name is Brian Petrie. I live in Leesburg, Florida. I am a driver, long time, almost 30 years of service as a driver. And I somewhat agree with some of these new laws that have come out now. Finally, the drivers are getting our way, basically to state, um, to help us better, but yet to make these companies stop forcing drivers to do the unexpectable when shippers and receivers hold us up at docks because of excuses, oh well, the product's not ready, or you know, it, it, it takes a while to load it when they know it don't take but no more than 30 minutes to load a truck, if not 45 minutes, depending on what they're getting. I agree with the rules, but there still needs to be something done with that 30 minute break. The way I see it, and the way the new law is supposedly going to come out as of Monday, August 19th, that now we don't have to take it within an eight-hour period. We have to take it within an eight-hour driving time. That does help a little, and the new 14 or 14-hour uh, clock will stop, which also will help. But there still needs to be some changes, um, the way I see it. And if our lazy president from FM CSA will get off his lazy duff and do his job the right way and see what us truck drivers really go through. Maybe he'll understand what our beef is and why we're always complaining about our hours of service out on the road and the problems in certain cities and towns with heavy traffic and delays, let alone bad weather. So yes, there are some things that still need to be looked at for us but I do agree with some of the new laws 
that have put on the table and been approved. And I appreciate it as a truck driver. Thank you. Yeah, this is James. I'm in uh, Union City, California right now. And as far as the uh, logs go, you should go back to the old days. All day to get your job done, 10 hours driving, 8 hours split sleeper berth. Give us our freedom back. Thank you. Quick note here about James' idea. Reversion to the pre-14-hour rule regs when truckers could split as they saw fit. Our most recent polling on what Overdrive's readers wanted most out of an hours of service change was conducted weeks ahead of this recent proposal's release. Results of that polling showed 20% of owner-operators named return to the pre-14-hour rule regs as the preferred change. Yeah, this is Norse Phillips. I'm in Denver, Colorado. I like the proposal. That's the way it was when it first started. You could do two hours. Three hours would be better. That way you don't have to kill yourself trying to get everything done in the 14 hours. Thank you. I hope it goes through. Hello, this is Robert Kennedy calling. Uh, sure would be nice uh, if they did change the hours of service. Uh, in my specific situation, I'm in El Paso. I run out of El Paso. However, uh, I live in my truck, so that's when I'm on vacation. Certainly would be nice if we could, uh, on top of that, be able to run at least 10 hours a day, eight days or 80 hours a week, as opposed to sitting for a day in the truck stop, uh, getting the 70 hour restart. Um, in my situation, I can't go home. It'll be stuck somewhere. So, um, I don't see it inconceivable that we could drive 10 or 11 hours a day, day in and day out. Uh, and with the proposed break, three hour break, um, well, that will surely help a lot of things and it would extend the 10 hour break. So it would make it the 27 hour day with the added three hours to the 14 hour. So it would kind of carry over. Um, that was my only thought on the matter. Thanks. Have a good day. Roberta Littleton, Ashland, Kentucky. The 14-hour pause rule would absolutely help many, many truckers, especially my husband, Henry Littleton. I dispatching, and I hear all day long how that clock is beaten down when he's detained or with traffic. Shout out to those proposing it. Thank you. Yes, I think uh, the FMCSA is is making the drivers uh shoulder the whole industry there are other players in this game brokers shippers receivers and what they're trying to do is fix something that don't include all the players they got the drivers making less money but spending more time on the road they're being they're very stressed and they're, they're having to, to drive fast just to try to get the loads on time that the, so I think uh, if they're going to fix something, they need to look at the whole industry because what they're doing now is just not going to work the way they got it. Hey, how you doing? My name is John. I'm calling from Port St. Lucie, Florida. I was just calling because I think that it would be a good idea for you guys to change some of those HOS rules um, just because it allows for more flexibility on the driver safely and just stuff that's going to be out of our control, which is should be common sense. but. A lot of times, you know, in the world that we are in today, a lot of things that are common sense have become rocket science. Um, but with that being said, you know, things like inclement weather and, you know, tragic accidents 
having it out there on the highway. A lot of the windows for delivery periods can be adjusted some of the time for the most part. But uh, a lot of times, you know, drivers run out, run out of time on their clocks just from sitting in traffic, you know. Um, and it also can serve as another safety purpose as well, you know. Uh, drivers, you know, depending on how your day goes and what route you're taking can be a lot more mentally and physically, you know, demanding. And to be able to pause that clock for three extra hours gives us a lot more leeway. And it allows for other drivers out there on the road to be in a safer environment. So I think it would be a good idea to change that and adjust some of the rules for the HOS. So, yeah, let's get that done. Juan Rojas, Burbank, California. These are great changes for the trucking industry. My name is Kevin Browning from Mulberry, Florida. I drive for a Florida-based company. The four-hour stop, or the 14-hour stop-the-clock proposal is, is beneficial all the way around. Um, you, you'll be able to stop your clock. If I get tired in my 11 hours, uh, I can literally stop my clock, not lose any drive time. Um, safer for the road, safer for the people on the road, safer for the drivers. Um, the other proposals, um, like the, the, the 8-2 split, you know, I've never used it. I run on recap hours a lot. Um, when I, in my 70 hours, I get hours back, which is legal because I, I haven't run the, the complete 70 hours yet. Um, but to be able to stop the clock, that's the big thing. Um, And it's, you know, there was something in the article that said uh, our 14 hours driving time. Everybody needs to be aware we don't get 14 hours driving time. We only have 14 hours on duty time. Kevin here, I think, is referring to a reference in the story, a quote from the rule proposal itself, to the, quote, 14-hour driving window. That's uh, the on-duty window in which 11 hours of drive time maximum are allowed. He's right about that. Nonetheless, his next points are well taken. Back to shipper-receiver loading dock dynamics. So you have three hours at the shipper, um, and if the shipper takes six hours, that cuts into your drive time, because once that three hours after the 11 is over, uh, it starts cutting into your drive time. But if you were allowed to stop the clock, you know, you'd get an hour, you, you would get six hours, so you would still have 11 hours of drive time. So. And in that six hours, most of the drivers out here uh, are in the sleeper berth anyway, trying to sleep. So, you know, I'd love to see it passed. I'd love to see it take effect. Uh, like I said, I, it would be beneficial for, for pretty much everybody. Um, the shippers, the receivers, the, 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 the truck driving um, community itself, the owner operators, the, the, the companies. Um, I just, I think it would be a beneficial thing to do. Uh, I think it's a, it's a really good idea, and uh, we wouldn't be racing the clock chasing miles. Thank you. Finally, a couple callers addressed changes that FMCSA also proposed to make to the short haul provision for CDL drivers who do not keep a log book. Paul, calling from the Philadelphia area, lauded the provision to extend short haul drivers' on duty window from 12 to 14 hours. The agency likewise proposed to widen the radius in which such drivers operate without logbooks from 100 air miles to uh, 150. This is Paul. I am calling from outside of Philadelphia, Marshall, Pennsylvania. Comment on the article which I heard on the radio this morning about the 14-hour uh, rule extended. I think it's a great idea whether it be... Uh, 
especially for uh, the local drivers, uh, drivers that may, you know, possibly have one or more jobs that would, you know, require to get back on time each day, back back to the home base and then back to home. So anything that will benefit the the local drivers, short haul drivers that can extend their time in case they are running a little late on the hours due to traffic and the delays. So so anyhow, anything that is better than now will be improvement. So I, I agree with these changes. The better for the drivers. Carl, too, lauded the recommended radius change for short-haul drivers. Again, from 100 air miles to 150. Hey, this is Carl Ray in Indianapolis, Indiana. I think the proposals that you guys have offered up are pretty well on target. Um, I definitely like the expansion of the 100-mile expansion to 150-mile. is well worth its weight. Um... Definitely on track, guys. Keep working at it, man, and I'm supporting you 100%. Thank you. If you've got thoughts on the proposed hours changes, and boy, do I suspect you do, you can call 530-408-6423 anytime to share them with us in a message. Be sure to state your name and location with any message. Check into overdriveonline.com for news Monday when the proposal is set to be officially published. There you'll find just how to uh, comment on the on the proposal uh, with regulators, because I'm certain they'll want to hear your ideas too. Until next time, stay pro out there. <laughs>